0: Father, we just bless you. I love you so much. Father God, we are expecting uh, God, you to move in our lives today. Father, we didn't come here to go through the motions and to just to do church, to do the obligatory thing and say, that we've come to church today, now I can go home and live my life the way I want. No, no, we, we come because we're expecting a change. We, we want to go deeper. We want to go to another level, Father, another level of faith, another level of expectancy, Father, another level of grace. We want to go deeper, God, because, Lord, we cannot ex- exhaust the depths of God. Paul even said, oh, the wisdom of God, the depths He could not, no man, no mind can comprehend, Lord, the power and the glory of your majesty. But I stand here today, Lord, as a willing vessel, I pray that you'll take these lips of clay and do what only you can do through this vessel. And I pray that you will speak life into the lives of people, hope and encouragement that when we leave this place today, that we will be closer to you than we've ever been before. And that as a result, we will be changed. And all God's people said, Amen. Take your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter number 1. We're going to begin reading in verse 4 through 8. Acts chapter number 1, verses number 4 through 8. When you get there, you can say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Praise him. He's worthy or something like that. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Everybody say wait. Wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together... They asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power. Everybody see power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. Everybody say witnesses. Witnesses. To me in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. I've been walking with the Lord now for about 20 years. And it's been an extraordinary life. As some of you can testify to the same things, many of us have experienced all kinds of things as Christians within the context of church. And one of the things that I have discovered along the way is that the Holy Spirit is one of the most neglected persons of the Trinity, who God is. There's many, many misconceptions, uh, misunderstanding, and misinformation about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You talk depending on who you talk to. Some people, when you, you mention the Holy Spirit, they, they think the Holy Spirit is just some kind of a some kind of a force that it's just kind of like just kind of out there. Uh, you know, some people don't even fully believe that the Holy Spirit really exists in the capacity that it did back in this day when the apostles and everybody was doing some extraordinary miracles. But you cannot deny the fact, if you read the Bible just a little bit, particularly the book of Acts. The book of Acts happened to be one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's called the book of Acts because it talks about the acts that they did, the miracles that they did, the things that they did as it relates to spreading the gospel. And one of the things that you cannot deny is you can't deny that the Holy Spirit And signs and wonders followed them everywhere that they went as related to the gospel. Everybody that got saved, everybody that got born again into the kingdom, what you saw, oftentimes, it was preceded by a miracle from God. The supernatural. And some folks get a little bit nervous about the supernatural. I grew up in a conservative church. And we didn't talk much about signs and wonders. In fact... Church I grew up in, they said, well, God is not doing those things no more. You know, that was back for the day, you know, when when the apostles and when Jesus was trying to, you know, get the gospel off the ground, you know. Back then, that's when he kind of needed those 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 miracles. But, but today, you know, he ain't really raising the dead no more. I know we pray he healed cancer, but is he really going to heal cancer? I mean, you know... You know, we, you know, that was then and now is now. But but somewhere I read, and the Bible says, that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Yeah, yeah. So which brings me back to this point. Where did we come from and, 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 and even thinking to ourselves and our puny little minds that we're going to put God in a box and say, God ain't doing this no more? Just because maybe you haven't seen it doesn't mean he ain't doing it no more. Just because you haven't seen God's miracles doesn't mean that God is not still doing miracles. See, sometimes I think we get complacent. The fact that you're still today, you're here today, matter of fact, is a miracle. The fact that God saved you and gave you hope is a miracle. Because some of you know what you have had to come through. And if it were not for the Lord on your side, you know where you would be. But but sometimes we forget, don't we? We get a little bit complacent and we forget all about those good, neat little things God did. And, and, and see, we gotta understand that God is a God of miracles, and the supernatural is very much a part of what God does in the earth. And it is supposed to accompany everything we do as believers. We have been in a series talking about the harvest. And today, I want to focus on the supernatural. Now, don't freak out on me. Don't, don't zone out and say, here goes this pastor, you know, one of those, those weird things talking about doing some miracles, talking about raising the dead and healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, speaking prophetically. Don't, you know, don't, 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 don't tell me you're one of those pastors Just want to go into all that. Yes, I do. I'm going I'm to just put you at ease right now. I'm, going right, I'm diving right into it. Because I know and I believe in the power of God. I believe that God, what he did back in Bible days, is still applicable till today. And I believe every bit of it. Because nothing in the Bible, as long as I, I've been reading this Bible for years, year, doesn't say God stopped doing anything. See, what happened is we stopped believing. We stopped hoping. And our faith get weak. Well, maybe because, well, pastor, I prayed for this, and, and nothing happened. So therefore, God must not be doing that anymore. See, one of the things that uh, we was at the conference and, and one, of the, one of the pastors there was talking about this thing of uh, you know, how we are a highlighted society. And he, he brought the analogy. and He talked about uh, how ESPN, and how many of you like to watch ESPN? I, I am a junkie. I confess. Y'all need to pray for me. I got issues with that. But he talked about how that when you watch ESPN, all you see are the great stuff, the good moves, the highlights. You see the guy stand there and hit the whole run. Or you see Tony Romo hit Miles Austin for a 90-yard bum right down the middle. Touchdown. Or you see Kobe Bryant hit the last buzzer beater, and you're sitting there watching it. Yes! But we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. How many times we we don't ESPN don't show how many times they missed the shot. It don't show how many times that, you know, Miles Austin dropped the football on his way to supposedly get a touchdown. See, it doesn't show all the all it shows is the highlights. And so, in a lot of ways, the Bible is like a highlight. It doesn't tell you every little single detail of what happened. I suppose that there were probably times when some of the folks there, some of the disciples and some of the people that were believing in God had believed God for something and it didn't turn out the way that they expected it to turn out. Well, Paul even tells you, Paul said, I prayed three times. How many would say, well, Paul is anointed? Apostle Paul. Paul said, I prayed. Paul said, I I had a sickness. I had a thorn in my flesh. Something was wrong with me. And I know God called me into ministry. I could be much more effective, God, if you take this thing away from me. You know, I'll do ministry, I, I, but, 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 you know, I would be much more effective if you take this sickness or whatever it was. He calls it a thorn in the flesh. There's been much speculation about that, but nobody really knows what it is. But whatever it is, Paul wanted to get to get rid of it. And he said, I prayed three times. Now, if anybody can pray and get God, you got to thank it, Paul. Paul said, I prayed three times. God said, uh-uh, uh-uh, my grace is sufficient for you. Power is perfected in weakness. Paul says, you know what words, You know what Paul said, the bottom line is, I'm going to keep pressing on because I know that when I'm weak, he's strong. And somehow, some way I'm going to get the victory out of this situation. So that we don't quit, we don't draw back. And, and, and so, and so, and so miracles, the supernatural, is something that we can't get, get scared about. Because it happens. Sometimes it don't always turn out the way that you want it. How many of you ever prayed and asked God for something you didn't get? what you wanted. And how many of you, now, I don't know who the answer this. how many of you lost a little bit of faith because of it? You know, you got got baffled a little bit, you thought, well, wait a minute, maybe, just maybe, God ain't listening. Maybe what the preacher said ain't really, I mean, maybe this word is, you know. See, sometimes life throws it at you. But you know, Jesus said, in this life, you're going to have trouble. You know, to me, trouble means problems, hardships, difficulties, uncertainties, doubts. That's all encompassing and all of that. But how mean, know that God is still alive? God is still doing great things. God is still doing miracles because last I read, the Bible says he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of the living and not the God of the dead. He's the God that is performing miracles. And so as it relates to this issue, of evangelism. Jesus said this, and I want you to hear this, because we have been talking about this. How many of you want your world to be changed? How many you want to see families healed? How many of you want to see people come into a relationship with Jesus Christ? Everybody want that. Everybody, you know, when, when I, when I, as, as we're sitting here in this shopping center, my first thought is not, Lord, just, Lord, we want to grow the church, but, Lord, we want to have an impact. You know, you can have a lot of people in a church and not have an impact. You see what I'm saying? Just because you got to, you know, uh, uh, Jesus took 12 people. That's not a big church. He flipped the world upside down. Why? Because those folks had gigantic faith. And it was because God confirmed what they did through signs and wonders. God was with them. And listen, I'd rather be one and have God on my side than be with 200, 2,000, 5,000 and have God waiting in the back somewhere me trying to figure out where he is. I want to be where he is. That's all that matters to me. Where is he? Where is he? I want to be right there. Because then I know, I I know that I can do extraordinary things. Jesus said to the disciples, now watch this. He says, he was talking to them about as they were going to preach the gospel. He says, as you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick. Now here's what he said. Watch this. Now we're talking about, how many of you like to talk about Jesus to your friends and your family? And I mean like to talk about the goodness of the Lord. You know, maybe I, I might just have a service one, you know, background grill. We used to have service, we used to call it testimony service. How I many of you know what I'm talking about? You just used to stand up and you that you wouldn't even have preacher wouldn't hardly preach. The, the folks would preach. And fun folks, some folks you had to take the mic from them because they just go on and on and on. You know, so that's why pastors are kind of a little scared of it nowadays. But but you know, we used to testify. And what we were testifying to is some of the great things that God did in our life, and we wanted the whole world to know it. Jesus was saying to them, watch, as you go and preach the gospel, or as you go and you testify about Jesus and what he's done in your life, here's what you need to be doing in the process. Now watch this. Don't let this freak you out, because this is Bible. So everything I say, I will qualify through scripture. He says, now, as you go, as you preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you have received, now freely give. When's the last time you cast out some demons? Amen. Come on. When's the last time you healed somebody that was sick? See, we get scared sometimes. Watch this now. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. We get scared sometimes because, you know, if, if I've prayed this thing and, and it don't really happen, then, then, then I don't want to be embarrassed. Well, you just need to die. you need to die to yourself because either this book is true or it's not and I don't walk around trying to apologize for what the word of God says and so I choose to just walk in the spirit I choose to put I listen I choose to give God a chance and listen we sent some people out a couple weeks ago they go out there listen Somebody, one of the first thing you want to do when you're sharing the good the goodness of God with somebody say is try to figure out what their need is. If they stand there and they tell you, he said, How are you doing? My name is Sachin Sussman, Foundation Christian Fellowship, and I just want to and they say to you, Well, I'm not doing too well. You know, uh, I I sick and a doctor just diagnosed me with cancer and I don't know if I'm gonna make it. What do you do? Do you sit there and say, Well, we just hope and pray? Or do you say, Well, look, I serve a God that can raise the dead. Let me pray. And Lord, we're going to believe God that today you're going to get healed today. And that's the way we live our life every day. God, God will move. God, God can take care of this. And you know what we do? And we step out in faith and we give God a chance to move. Because we cannot spread the gospel without the supernatural. I'm going to show you that to you in a second. You cannot have impact out there unless the spirit of God is moving in here. In you, you cannot do it. Good ideas, great ideas, great plans are all of that. They're great plans. But see, if I can figure this thing out, then I wouldn't need God in the first place. Are you with me? And so in order for us to be able to change a generation, to impact a generation, we got to be a people that are spirit-filled and spirit-led. And we got to embrace the supernatural and say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to see, God, that something wonderful is going to happen. I'm going to believe that something good is going to happen because, Lord, you're with me. Now, now I want you to hear, hear this. This was baffling to me. And I, I, in my study time, I came across this. How many of you have ever heard of George Barner? Barna, B-A-R-N-A. He is a gentleman that, that he's a believer, and he does a lot of Christian surveys. That's what he specializes in. So he just goes around and asks all these questions. he guys got his own website. And, and you will be astonished to you know what people believe. Not people. Christians. People that say, I know God. I love God. He did a study. He says, watch this. Most Christians in the United States do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a, watch this, the uh, uh, United States do not believe that the Holy Spirit is a living force. 58% strongly or somewhat agree with the statement that the Holy Spirit is a symbol. Just a symbol. These are Christians, believers. Is It's no wonder why miracles are not happening the way they should be happening. Be it unto you according to your what? Faith. If that's what you believe? That's what you have. Now watch this. He says, and watch what else he says. He said, only one-third of Christians agreed with the statement that the Holy Spirit is not just symbolic. Nine percent disagreed somewhat. Twenty-five percent disagreed strongly. Nine percent admitted that they were unsure, Interestingly, about half or forty-nine percent of those who agreed that the Holy Spirit is only a symbol but not a living entity, these same people say that the Bible is totally accurate. But yet, when you read the Bible, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit—Bible uh, says that the Holy Spirit is God's power or presence, and it's not just symbolic. So, when you look at the Holy Spirit as a person, that He's working in and through you. And that you can, the Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, you can make God sad. If you got the Holy Spirit inside of you. The Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So there's a lot of believers who think that the Holy Spirit is just some symbol and, and, and that he's not really relevant to what they're doing. That we just come and say, Holy Spirit, fall on me. What does that mean? Why do you want the spirit to fall on you? For what? You know, Holy Spirit, I need you. Why? What do you want? Do you just want to feel good? I can feel good. It's a bar right down the street. You can drink and feel good. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that can make you feel good. Why do you want the Holy Spirit? What is he for? See, the Holy Spirit is the agent. Jesus said it this way. He says, It's expedient for you that I go away. He said, because when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And then he he caps it off by saying, and here's what's going to happen. Greater works you are going to do. The Holy Spirit comes to empower you to do works for God, to do miracles for God. Are you with me? So that's the the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just there to give us goosebumps. I used to get goosebumps all the time when I was in the world. Goosebump don't mean that the Holy Spirit is moving in you. Doesn't mean that. But what I saw in the word, that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they were doing some stuff. Yeah. Miracles were happening. People were getting saved. People were getting delivered. I mean, people were seeing the miraculous like, whoa, 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 what's up with that? i never seen something like that before. See, that's what I'm talking about as the Lord was talking about the Spirit. Give me a second here. How to fix this. It's going be painful for somebody's ears who listen to the CD. we thankful for the later. All right. So Jesus says in Acts chapter number one, watch this, he says to the disciples, he says, watch this, he says now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to wait until you be filled with power from on high. Now, we said this in recent weeks, but let me say this again. The disciples have spent time with Jesus. They knew the word. How many know their theology was probably correct? See, that's the problem that I have sometimes in evangelical circles. Don't get me wrong. Now, I don't want to, you know, there's so many different compartments within Christianity that some people got their little thing. But the, one of the problems with evangelicals is that they think that they're going to save people by good doctrine. Good doctrine, you know, <laughs> good doctrine ain't gonna do it alone. I mean, you can know all your, doc- you can have all your theology right. Jesus said, look, now, I, if I were one of the disciples, I'd be like, I'm ready, Lord, I'm ready. I mean, I've been walking with you for three years. I got this word down. I'm ready to go. Jesus, said, no, no, here's what you need to do. You need to sit down and you need to wait until you be endued. With power from on high. Because what you're about to jump into, you can't do it with your knowledge, with your good plans, and just good theology. That ain't going to save people. People don't want to hear you talk about how much Bible knowledge you know. I used to get out in the street. I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to argue with the best of them. I don't need to argue with you, baby. You need to be impacted. You need to be touched because if you get touched by God, all argument is going to cease. Humility is going to take over. and You might fall down. You remember Jesus, they came to arrest him in the garden. And and Jesus, Jesus was in the garden and and, 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 and the soldiers came to arrest him. And, And they knew, they knew, they heard about the miracles that Jesus had did. Because God confirmed that he was with Jesus by the works. Jesus said, if you don't believe nothing else, look at the works. They should tell you who I am. They come up to him. And they want to lay hands on him. And they want to take him. And then they get up on him. They don't realize who he is. And they say, where is he at? Where is he at? And then Jesus said, I am he. And the Bible said they fell backwards. They fell backwards because they knew that it was an authority that came with Jesus. And he was anointed because God had confirmed that he was with them through signs and wonders. Even Jesus as lovely and how I many know oh, Jesus spoke with such eloquence that the, that the Bible says that many men of the folks would hear that and it would be like, oh, we, who, who taught this man all this stuff? I mean, he got such wisdom. I mean, I mean, he, he is deep. But it just didn't stop there. But Jesus also did miracles to confirm because some folk ain't going to believe Unless they see, see, the miracle is not so much for you. Y'all waiting, I want a miracle. No, you're in the kingdom. That's a miracle. But but there needs to be a testament out there that when you start speaking in people's lives prophetically, when 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 you start healing people, when people start seeing miracles, they say, Sums up. How did you know that? I didn't tell you that. You prayed for my daughter to get healed, and she got healed, she came home. I, I need to know who this Jesus is. See, signs and wonders. Jesus. God violent, I'm all over it. I just, I'm, I lost my notes. I'm all that's okay. <laughs> but Jesus, watch this, Jesus was, the Bible says that, 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 that Jesus says, no one take my life. I lay it down. He said, I lay my life down. And God confirmed that Jesus was the son of God by raising him from the dead. That is the distinction that nobody can take from you as a believer when you go and share what separates your faith from everybody else. My God got up out the grave. Where is yours? They've been looking for him. They can't find him. He's not here. He's risen. He ever lives to make intercession for me. He's living. And God was saying, think about Lazarus. Good God Almighty. Lazarus, Jesus said right before he got ready to raise Lazarus from the dead, Jesus says, Lord, I thank you that you've heard me. But because of these folks who don't believe, because of them, they don't believe, I want this to happen. And what happened? Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came out there, grave clothes and all, people "Ah," falling out, passing out, people running all over the place. What's up with this? This man is raising the dead. The, The disciples. Jesus walking on, Jesus in the boat asleep, sleep, sleep. They're in the boat, the water, the thing that the boat is about to flip over, and the disciples are thinking, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. And Jesus woke up from a dead sleep and said, peace, be still. And the whole waters, everything just ceased, and there was a peace and a great calm. And you know what the disciples said? What kind of person are you that even the winds and the sea you?" I told you, God is the God of the miracles. He's the God of the supernatural. And when Jesus went preaching the gospel, what accompanied him was power, signs, and wonders. And I believe that there got to be an expectancy in us that in everything we do, we have to have an attitude that allows God to move in that way. i got to have a God consciousness that God it's going to move in the supernatural. That while I'm standing here talking to you about the goodness of the Lord, God got something that's going to revolutionize your life. That's why the Bible says you have a treasure in earthen vessels. Boy, you got something real good. You got power. Dunamis power. God says. So he told them that they need to wait. Look at Mark chapter 16 for, for a moment. Matthew, I got to run here. Matthew chapter 16. Verses 15 through 20. Because I, I look at some of you, you don't really believe me, so I got to show you through the word. He said, I don't really believe that, Pastor. Will you show me? Okay. For those of you who are skeptics, Bible scholars. Look what he says in verse Mark chapter number 16, verse 15. Now watch this. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Watch this. Now now listen to this. Watch this. And these what? Signs. Come on. Will follow those who what? Okay. Those who, how many of you believe? How many say Jesus is your Savior? Okay, the scripture says these signs. Now we're going to talk about what these signs are. Will follow those who believe. It didn't say to a few of them that believe. He says, those. That means all inclusive. These signs will follow those who believe. Watch what he says. And in my name, I love this. I listen to this. In my name, they shall cast out demons. Now, let me tell you something. You got a whole bunch of demons out there today. You got all kind of uh, spirits out there. i I draw something again? Okay, let it go. You got all kind of spirits out there, right? You got all kind of stuff that's going on. And let me tell you something. You, you can't fight with some of this stuff in your fleshly works and appetite. I mean, you got, you got spirits that you got to do with people got on them. Let me tell you something. You better know some prayer. You better know how to operate in the spirit because, I'm going to tell you something, you're no match unless you have the power of the Holy Ghost working in and through you. You can't do this thing. Don't kid yourself. You're talking about there's a spirit that's operating in the earth, of, in the earth today. You talk about people got these weird kind of beliefs. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but look, that'd be a whole nother sermon. But it's a spirit. And you have authority to cast out demons. Spirits. Whoa, 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 whoa. But I don't know about all that. But that's why we're trying to teach you what the word says. Because you can't just go out there and do it by talking about how much Bible knowledge you know. I've been to Bible school. Look what I got. I've been studying this word. I can tell you, if you want to hear it? The Bible says the devil knows the word. And he trembles. You know, the, Bible, the devil knows the word about because you know it. Remember, he was talking to Jesus. and look, Jesus, go ahead and throw yourself down. Jump down. The Bible says that he will send his angels to, to take care of you lest you dash your feet up against a stone. I mean, God will protect you. Satan can quote scripture. So knowing scripture ain't good enough. You got to have power, baby. You got to have power. You can have this lamp. But this lamp ain't no good just being a lamp. You got to turn that thing on, baby. All right. Power. took me a minute. If I got that, I'm determined. Hallelujah. Got to have power. So then watch this. Now, I love this scripture. Then watch what he says. He says, now, in verse 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Okay. Then you're just missing out on something God got for you. I don't apologize to me. I speak in tongues all the time. I don't apologize. Because I'm telling tell you something. My life has been revolutionized by it. He said, "Watch this. They shall speak with new tongues, and then watch this. They will take up serpents, and it, and, and they would take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. These signs. These are the signs that he's talking about. Now I'm reading this from the Bible. I ain't just making this up, right? Watch this. says. he goes on to say. He says, uh." And verse 19, and so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. Watch this. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. Do you hear, do you hear that? Glory. Glory. Do you hear what he's saying there? Just don't worry about it. I, I know it's there. I know my glasses failed, but that's okay. I can see in the spirit. That's all I need to do is see in the spirit. But he says the Lord went with them confirming that he was with them. See, I, don't, I need the Lord confirming that he's with me. I need to walk up out of this thing with, 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 with spiritual power, with the ability to be able to heal and to speak prophetically and to be able to cast out demons. I need to be able to do that. I hunger for that. I want that. I walk in that. I'm telling you, you got to come to that place. Evangelism is wonderful when it accompanies with signs and wonders. Because let me tell you something, when you start talking to people about their lives and you start revealing things to them that only the spirit of God could have told you, do you think that might get their attention? You start telling them about their secrets? That only, they never met you before, you never met them, and all of a sudden you're speaking what? Then God must be, I need to go figure out. See, that's when... When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, all the skeptics—I <laughs> mean, you can read the scripture there—it was like commotion, it was like everybody running around. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, did he, he heal? it. Oh, he raised the dead. Oh, oh, you think he got people's attention? Yes, he did. But he says, he says, so if there was an expectation, watch this. Jesus expected us to operate with signs and wonders. That was an expectation. I don't know where we got off the track, but you know he 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 expected that. See, that's why I had to stop going to certain churches because I got mad when I realized, wait a minute, but I, I shut this whole part of my Christian experience out because I was scared of people who do weird things. Now we're not talking about being weird. You know, there's some weird people out of there out there. But I'm talking about that kind of power. But God moves, and you know he moves. You know God is speaking, and you know God is healing, and you know. Listen, let me tell you something. This gospel we talk about all the time, this gospel lifts people. You have a power down on the inside of you that can change people's lives. I mean, really change. I'm not talking about just kind of just, you know, I'm just saving and going to heaven. You know, if it's all about just saving and going to heaven, Lord, can you take me now because I got a whole lot of issues. If it's just about going to heaven, I don't, how many of you just want to live your life just say, I'm just comfortable just going to heaven? I mean, how boring is that? One of the things that get me up every day, get me fired up is to know that all things are possible to me. Every day I get up, all things are possible to him who what? Believe. What are you, that's why I asked you earlier, what are you believing God for? Because it's possible. It can happen today. Do you live your life like that? Like, like, not like tomorrow, but all things are possible to him who believes. It could happen to me today. Are y'all, y'all got your faith welling up yet? So, let's look at a couple. I'm just going to jump here. <laughs> look at Acts chapter 19. Now, how many know either you got the spirit or you don't? Now, you can't fake it. <laughs> Come on. Brother Larry, you can give me a tissue or something. How many know you can't fake it? Either you have the spirit, or either you don't. I'm all right about it. Amen. How many of you have ever heard of a son of, sons of Sceva? <laughs> Now, Now, you know... How many know that God's spirit, his power is not for sale? You can't just act spiritually. You just cannot know God and then just think you're just going to walk up in there and do something. You get yourself messed up. You start dealing with some of the spirits that people are dealing with out here today, let me tell you something. You don't know what you're doing. You get blooded up. That's what happened here. Watch this. Now, God worked unusual miracles. (laughs) Unusual. Unusual. I mean, Paul wasn't just doing miracles. Paul would do some unusual miracles. <laughs> I like that. By the hands of Paul. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. So the brother won't even there. People just taking. Let, let me get your handkerchief. Bro. <laughs> He'll lay it on you. Come out. Woo! Demons coming out. Yeah. Unusual miracles. Watch this. Look at verse 13. Then some of the inerrant Jews, the exorcists, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Because <laughs> they didn't have no relationship with him. I, I, I saw, I, I'm looking at Paul and I'm seeing how he's working in the anointing. Because I, I don't want you to get in trouble because you see, you can't fake it. How many? You, you, I mean, you got to know him for yourself. You go there and start trying to do what everybody else doing. Do. I saw a Pastor such and such. Oh, I saw a Brother so and such. I saw a Sister such and such working. No, I'm going to try to act like that too and do the same thing. You can't act nothing, baby. Either it is there or it's not. And watch this. <laughs> Verse fourteen. Also, there were sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, "Now this is the guy that's trying to catch the evil spirit out." Now, watch this. Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? <laughs> then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out that house naked and wounded. Woo, boy. You know, so how many know if we're gonna operate in a supernatural, you gotta know God. I mean, you can't operate in the supernatural. And you got to have a relationship. you got to spend time in prayer. you got to spend time in his word. you, you got to know him. I mean, there's no way around it. Lord, I want to operate in the supernatural. Okay, how well you know? Why will God get? I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like okay, I want to be a police officer. Well, you don't go to the academy here. Just take the gun and go. You're dangerous. We can't do that. You don't know what you do. You hurt somebody. You hurt yourself. you got to know him. So if we're going to operate in the spirit, we first got to come to a place where I need, I need to spend some time in his word. I need to spend some time in prayer. I need to connect with him. Paul says, I like how Paul says, and everything that Paul says, he said, I just want to know him. The power of his resurrection. I want to fellowship with his suffering. I want to know what it's like to be raised from the dead. I want to know him. I want to know him. All I want to do is know him. No one of that brother could operate in the supernatural. So you want to operate in a supernatural, you first got to say, you got to spend some time with the master. You got to sit down at his feet a little bit. Because you walk up on some stuff talking about you feel the spirit and you ain't feel them demons that jump on you and they will overpower you. Yeah. Same will keep getting the victory over you because, you I know, mean, the, the Bible says this enemy goes about like a roaring lion. The devil's always, the devil knows who, the, listen, this is interesting, he says, this is a Jesus I know, Paul I know, but I don't know who you are. You know the devil knows who's what. Hey, did, you, did you see that? The devil knows who's real and who ain't. He's a, I know Jesus, I know Paul, but you brothers, <laughs> no, no, I'm getting, come on, come get some of this, come get some of this, and whip them, whip them. You won't mess with this. Come on, brother. See, see, that's why we, uh, What, well, you're just being legalistic. I don't have to read my Bible every day and no, I don't have to pray every day. Okay, no, you don't. But do you want to be filled with the power? How, how, much, do, how much do you want? How much do you want? How, how many people do you want to touch? How much do you want to, to change a generation? What do you want to do? What do you want God to do for you? How much do you want it? Because when you really want something, you put in the hours in order to get what you want. If I got to study harder, if I got to work harder, if I want a college degree, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to stay up at 2 or 3 in the morning. I'm going to do whatever it is I got to do. I'm going to make the sacrifices. Why? Because I want it. And if you want this, then you got to know. If you're going to operate in the supernatural, you got to know. And we've already established that the supernatural accompanied those who believe, and so we understand that the supernatural is prevalent. It's not an option. We can't win people to Jesus without the power of the Holy Ghost. It can't happen. You remember Philip, the eunuch, in the Book of Acts. He's over here praying. He's reading the Scripture in Isaiah. He's just reading. He said, "I can't understand this." I mean, I ever read the Bible, and said, "I can't understand." <laughs> now, if you tell me he never had that issue, then you lie. <laughs> you know, because I can read some parts of the Bible, and I have heart. Lord, please, illumine my mind. And God sent Philip, and the Holy Spirit spoke to Philip and said, look, you need to go hook up with this Ethiopian eunuch, and I want you to go share with him this word, the word, the word, the, this word of life. And he goes right up there where the eunuch is and begins to preach to him. Now, now, the eunuch just happened to be there with the Bible open, trying to understand. And, 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 And Philip just happened to show up right at the time when he's trying to get revelation. See, it was a setup. See, the Holy Spirit was working and was moving the whole time. We said the other day that we were talking about this thing how you never know that when you're and when you purpose to do something for God, that what, what, you know, we don't know what God is doing on the other side. As you're being sensitive to his voice, you're, you're being sensitive to the spirit of God. You don't know if God is already preparing their heart and God is already laying down the foundation. Some folks, how many know it's just a timing issue? You've been sowing and you've been sowing, but at the right time, when the, at the time when the Holy Spirit and destiny collide, baby, it's going to happen. So I want to tell you, you got to keep believing. you got to keep hoping. And lastly, turn with me to Acts chapter 16. We're going to end this thing with a bang. Acts chapter 16. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God showed me some stuff yesterday, and I got a confession to make. I was here in the study next door. And uh, I got caught up in the spirit. And then I came down because I started running. I started running up and down. God showed me this. And then after yeah, I kind of came down, I said, Lord, I hope Larry or David, nobody came in because they think I'm crazy. Because <laughs> I was over there talking. I mean, I was I was just in. I mean, I was caught up. And God showed me some stuff. I said, "Woo, glory to God. And I was running up and down this thing, man. And I was like, I hope, man. And I finally came down like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, and I went and peeked out and I said, peeked in here, make sure nobody came and opened that door. Because I would have had some explaining to do. <laughs> they would have thought I was crazy. So, 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 so you see this thing. You see this thing happen all the time. Now, watch this. Now, look at verse number 25 in Acts chapter 16. But at midnight, <laughs> Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Now, now I want to start right there. Paul, now, first of all, I've been in environments because of my, my, my full-time job where I've been in situations like, you know, in jails and places. And uh, there ain't much singing going on. There ain't much praising, nothing going on using jail. Usually those guys are depressed. And those gals are depressed, and they're figuring out their next move on how to get out of here. While here, Paul and Silas are in the jail. I want you to hear this. They are praising and singing praises to God. They are worshiping God. And the Bible says that the other prisoners were listening. Now, I want you to see how the Holy Spirit works and moves. So they're praising. They're worshiping God. And they got the attention of everybody else in the jail. Okay, what's up with these dudes? They're about to get set up. Watch this. And suddenly, everybody say suddenly. I mean, out of nowhere. (laughs) I mean, mean, it just happened. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Now, while these brothers are in jail, singing and praising God, there just happened to be an earthquake that just happened to come out of no place that just happened to be to come forth when they are praising God. It just happened to be happening that way. And well, watch this. So that now watch this. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. And the keeper of the prison, right? Now understand that God was going after the sheriff, the deputy, the guy that's responsible for all of this. See, God knows how to get those that belong to him. Now watch this. And the keeper of the prison, waking him from his sleep, seeing the prison doors were open, supposing the prisoner had fled, drew out his sword, and was about to kill himself. Now watch this. So here he is. He got a responsibility. He now has to make sure that everybody in the jail stay in their place and that when when the guards and everybody else get up in the morning, when the king, everybody's in jail. Back in those days, if the prisoners got away, it ain't like it is now. We just do a manhunt and, you know, we catch them good. We don't okay. No, you, you are getting killed. So this brother, when he realized what happened, he woke up from a dead sleep realizing that, wait a minute, The the, the prison doors are shaking, and he noticed that the doors were wide open. But guess what? Now hear this. Not only did the the, the earthquake shake the foundations, the door was wide open. But beyond that, their chains had just fell off. Do y'all hear that? How did the chain come off? So the earthquake just happened to happen. The doors fly open, and their shackles and chains just fall off of them. Now, mind you, so the jailer sees all this. And his first instinct was, was like everybody else was thinking, like everybody else would be thinking, they're out of here. They're going to run. I mean, if you're in prison, and your chains are off, and the door's wide open, and you've been there for 15 years, and you ain't smelled no fresh air, you ain't had no Burger King McDonald's, you think you might be headed out, they didn't move. You know, the prison just stood there. And God showed me. I said, why they, Why the jokers, why, why Why are they just standing there when they got a clear, op- I mean, they ain't preaching no gospel. They got a clear opportunity to leave. I mean, the chain fell off. And the jailer looked at him and said, okay, my life is over. Might as well go kill myself. Paul says, no, 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 no. I'll just paraphrase the rest. Paul says, you can read it in your spare time. Paul says, no, 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 no. Don't, don't kill yourself because... We are all here. Now, you remember I said before that, 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 that all the jailers, when Paul and Silas were praising and worshiping God, that they were listening. See, I believe that at that moment that they knew something was up. And when the prisoners saw the earthquake and they're standing in the chain that fell out, they said, I ain't going nowhere. I mean, some wrong. These brothers got some kind of anointing on them. Something on them that, 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 I mean, the earthquake and the doors are open and my chain are falling off. Some God is with those. Because see, they were praising God. They were worshiping God. And so the jailers did not go anywhere. And so, and so the prisoners did not go anywhere. And then here, here, here the jailers, the jailer wake up. He's about to kill himself. And Paul said, no, no, don't, 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 don't do that. And when he sees this miracle, when he sees the Prisoners are standing there looking and their chain are off and they can freely leave and they're not leaving. He says, what must I do to get right with God? What must I do to get saved? I mean, will you please tell me that brother fell down on his knees. But what preceded that was the supernatural, the miracle of God shaking the, I mean, bringing about an earthquake. And, 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 and this brother's seeing all this. He's thinking to himself, the jailer's like, oh, no, 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 no. God, gotta, what do I have to do? Wait, wait church at? Come on, pray over, pray over me, brother. Pray, 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 pray. What do I need to do to get right with God? Because I know this is a miracle because this joke going to murder 15 people. he been here 20 years. their shockers off. They ain't going to play. sums up. See, it's the supernatural that paved the way for salvation to take place. And here we say, you know, we don't, we, we, we're scared to believe God because we're scared that, 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 that we're going to be embarrassed. I, Paul said that we're fools for Christ. Are you, we, are you willing to be looked at as a fool for Jesus? Are you going to get so worried about well, I don't know if it's going to happen. Won't you just step out in faith and believe God for the impossible? See, this jailer here, this jailer got saved in the Bible. says so you read it, it says not only him, but his whole house, his whole family were baptized. <laughs> his whole family got baptized. They got baptized because of the miracle that God had just did. The chain fell off, the door was open. And this brother saw it, and he said, what must I do to be saved? How many know we have no excuse? We have the word. We, we have the truth right here that we are supposed to walk in the supernatural. But there got to be a conscious awareness and a pressing into it. And how many know you've got to flow in that? That means you've got to give God a chance to do it. That means that you got to step out in faith. But when you read this, it's supposed to happen that way. The New Testament church, the church grew because of the supernatural, the Holy Spirit moving, doing stuff like this. <laughs> this is how it happened. And I'm believing God that as we are uh, are preparing to do all these things to uh, winning people and impacting people, that, that, that you know what? That when people come, don't miss out on your opportunity for God to, to allow God to move in their lives. Don't you miss out. Don't you keep your mouth shut because you have an authority. You know Jesus walked around with authority because God was with him and God confirmed. And you know God will confirm you if you have faith. God will back you up. When you step off of God and look like a fool, God will back you up. But sometimes you just got to be willing first to look like a fool and say, Lord, I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe this. God, I'm willing to take a chance for you. And, uh, you know, Lord, I want to let's see what happens. That's how I do. I pray with people. I pray in faith, and then I leave. I leave. I don't, I don't try to discuss, you know, I don't, I don't try to apologize for God because I just know that this book is real. And I know that we're going to impact people. The supernatural and the gifts of the Spirit got to be in operation or we can't do it. Can't do it. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed.